You're listening to HR Mavericks, a weekly podcast featuring leading small business HR professionals who share their experiences and insights to help you know how to turn your HR processes and employee experience into a strategic business advantage. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the next episode of HR Mavericks. I'm Garrett Justice, and today I'm joined by Heather Skillman, who is an HR strategist and owner of the Skillman Enterprise. Heather, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? It's good. It's so good. Great to have you on the show. How's everything in Washington State? Things are going good. We actually had a little bit of snow, um, but uh, it wasn't too bad. I actually like seeing it, So, um, but it went away. So it's kind of there and gone, but uh, we'll be getting back to our rainy session soon. <laughs> well, I, I, we were you and I were talking before we jumped on here, and I, I just love the Pacific Northwest. So I'm jealous that you get to be there right now, but super excited again to have you on the show today and, and dive into kind of that expertise that you have on our topic. But before we do that, Tell our listeners a little bit more about your career background and what your company, the Skillman Enterprise, does. Sure. So my background, I worked in human resources for over 20 years. Um, I've worked in aerospace companies. I've worked in um, hospitals. I've worked in medical device companies, both engineering and manufacturing, um, as well as some high-tech startups. So quite kind of the eclectic uh, background, which is really fun. I enjoyed being part of different industries. Um, my business, the Skillman Enterprise, is really focusing on helping smaller companies, specifically those that maybe only have one HR person. Um, and I can come in and help with any kind of retention strategies that they might want to come in. And that can be anywhere from looking at how are you hiring people into the company uh, to doing employee engagement surveys. Um, if people leave, being able to do exit surveys. So everything that encompasses retention. And then the other thing is I am a certified professional coach. So I do like to help coach uh, managers, especially those that are newly promoted, because that's quite the endeavor mm-hmm. to take on. And sometimes they can have moments of why did I do this? And I help them get back to that confidence that they need. Um, and even those that have been managers for a long time that are in burnout, I can really kind of help them get back into really the value that they add and some great things that they can do to organizations. I love it. So I'm sure our listeners after that intro, they all know why now we have you on the show today, just that wealth of 20 years of experience, and then also working with so many different small businesses. So uh, again, we're excited to have you on and I'm excited about this topic today too, because it's one that we often talk about. So when you and I were discussing, um, you know, what should we talk about today? You kind of mentioned this idea of, how do you avoid being seen as the HR police? And it's something that happens so often where, you know, HR people are worried about often they're seen as that HR police by employees at the business. And so um, I'm really excited to kind of dive into that topic. It's something that we've talked about on other episodes before. It's been referenced a lot. And you actually have three tips for how to avoid being seen as the HR police by employees. So, um, so I want to dive into that topic. Are you ready? Should we jump into it? I said, let's go for it. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, so to really to really jumpstart us, you uh, had an interesting just story or experience about where these tips came from that you're going to share today. So tell us a little bit more about how how you learned these tips that you're going to share. Yeah. So my 
dad uh, was an executive and he ran hospitals. And so my whole life growing up, like it was always um, being in that hospital industry. But what was interesting is when we would come to visit the hospital, we'd be walking around with him and everybody knew him. They all knew, hey, Rick, how's it going? And he'd be like, hey, Janice, how's it going? So not only did they all know him, but he knew them as well. And there's something really cool because most executives, it's like they're on some floor. There's some secret code that you've got to get in (laughs) to crack, you know, to be able to even see them. But my dad was pretty much like, no, like I don't want to be behind my desk. I got to go out walking around. And so it was funny because as I started doing my HR career and there's a lot of things that I was doing and sometimes people would be like, well, HR normally doesn't do that. I'm like, well, why not? And Mm -hmm. it made me think like, I think that was sort of how my dad was. A lot of executives like to just stay behind their desk. They don't want to do it, but he was out and about. And so that's sort of where I always was with my HR was always kind of being out and about and walking around and getting to know people in the business. I love it. I think that's a perfect precursor to these tips that you're going to share. And I think as you share that, you know, there's probably everyone listening can think of someone that they know who's like that, right? You can think of both sides of that uh, example that you shared where we all probably have experienced or know some sort of leader or executive who is the more reserved one that you rarely see. And then your perception of that person versus the one who is more engaging and who talks with people and is out and about, and you get to know them a little bit better. And then your perception of them. And so I, I, can definitely see how, you know, on a surface level, that example shapes some of these tips and is also a really good example or analogy to keep in mind as we go through this process of talking about these tips, you know, in the light of not being seen as that HR police, right? Sometimes being seen is what helps you avoid being perceived as that HR police, right? Exactly. Exactly. Especially because you're being seen on different levels as opposed to only being seen when you're doing an investigation or when you're having to terminate somebody or you're having to do a performance improvement plan or whatever, all those negatives, you know, um, you don't want to only be seen that way. So this kind of helps help you be seen in different lights and that can open up some new doors, which is, and also make it more fun. I got to tell you, like, I can't wait to share some of the stuff that I've done that actually was fun. So yeah. Good. Well, that's a perfect, perfect precursor for tip number one. So tip number one you have for us is really just don't stay behind your desk. Get out there, meet people, attend other meetings. Is that right? Tell us more about that. Yeah. So a lot of the times, you know, we get just comfortable sitting at our desk and typing away and and doing that and we're adding value. Um, So there's a lot of value behind that. But in some cases, again, it's just being seen behind that closed door or I'm only going to be coming to HR because I've got to come to the HR office, you know, being sent to the principal or Mm -hmm. whatnot. Um, So in this case, what you're doing is you're getting up behind your desk and you're walking out. And what I did is I would talk to the managers that I supported, um, especially when I started in a new role. And I'd say, well, hey, can I come to your staff meeting? I'd love to meet some of your you know, employees so they could get to know me. And some of the managers were like, wow, I don't think anyone's ever done that before. And I'm like, why don't people do that? So yeah. anyway, it was great because they would introduce me. And um, sometimes the People in the, you know, employers are like, why is HR here? We are in trouble. Like, what's going on? Like, HR is here. Like, and you could kind of see him kind of shrink down on there. Um, but when they would introduce and say, hey, she's here. She just wants to get to know you guys and um, you can get to know her. And so I was able to introduce myself and, you know, my background and saw if they had any questions. And and really, it was to kind of hear what they were going through what, with some of their issues that they might be. Because the more I learned about their issues, 
the better uh, support I felt that I could be for them as well as for the managers. So that was the way of getting behind the um, out of the desk. And similar to my dad, when I worked in a factory, I'd be walking on the production floor and everybody knew me. They were like, Hey, Heather, how's it going? I'm like, Hey, it's going good. How's it going with you? And, mm-hmm. and it really made it more human. So I think that I brought the human back to the human resources part. Yeah. I love that. I think it's such a great tip. And I think exactly like you said, sometimes we're nervous to do that. Or sometimes we think that we're adding more value by staying at our desks. Right. And, and I, so I really like that you, you brought that point out that really stood out to me that, you know, you do add a lot of value doing work at your desk, but you shouldn't cut short the value that comes from getting out from behind your desk and going and having those conversations because building those relationships with all employees is key to avoid being seen as the HR police and also build a foundation so that when you have to have some of those hard conversations or other things later on, they trust you and know where it's coming from, right? It's coming from a good place. Exactly. Exactly. And they're not as scared when they're having to approach the doors, you know, or coming to your office or whatnot. Exactly. Good. Okay. So tip number one is don't stay behind your desk. Tip number two you have for us is learn about the business. Tell us more about this one. So learning about the business is really important because they always talk about business acumen. You know, there's a lot of stuff on there. We even have in HR, the world of business acumen. But for me, it was really great because I knew I could learn certain parts. But if I learned other parts of the organization, it just opened up my eyes to different things. You know, I would talk sometimes to the marketing department and I'd learn what what they would do. I would learn what accounting did, you know, and so I was learning lots of different parts of the businesses. Um, And then that helped because then when I was having conversations with my managers or having conversations with the executives, like when we were strategizing, I'd actually have some good ideas because I had some ideas of what all those bits and pieces were, as opposed to just only being, you know, HR. Um, And so, for example, there's two of them. One, when I was a recruiter, I'd always work with the managers on what questions I should ask and kind of to try and get a day in the life of and to really get a better understanding. So when I was out recruiting people, I could do that. And so this is when I was in a hospital. So the manager and I were talking and we were going to be uh, doing uh, their operating room, hiring people that worked in the OR um, mm-hmm. area. And so she's like, hey, you want to watch a surgery procedure? And I'm like, I Sure. You know, (laughs) Um, I was like, wow. And so what I was getting away from my desk, which was great. But the fun part was, is when I was there, some people were like, again, why is HR here? We're in trouble. Like, is she observing (laughs) something? Um, And when I would tell them, no, I just want to get an idea of what you guys do, because if I know more of what you guys do, then I can recruit Mm -hmm. people better. Um, And as soon as they heard that, they're like, oh, awesome. Well, let me show you this. And like, then they were just all excited. And it was really fun to be able to do that. Um, And so I really got to learn the business that way in in the day in the life. Um, The other fun thing that I got to do when I worked in aerospace is I sat in lots of meetings with managers and the engineers and I supported the weights department. So um, they worked on the weighing of the planes and they would talk about the whole process. And I like had this vision of like, what is that? And so I finally said, (laughs) can I just can I go one day and watch this? Is that something I could do? And they were like, yeah, let's get you. And so they, they had me all ready to go. I showed up. And, and again, it was one of those things where people like, why is HR here? But when they realized that I was there because I was curious, I really wanted to learn about what they did. I'm hearing all of this talk, but now I can actually put 
a visualization to it. Um, it was great. And um, it just was really a fun thing to be able to do. So it really was not under my HR description to go do. Um, but when I learned about it, and it was really fun, I can't go into the details of it, yeah. but it was pretty cool. Um, you know, standing underneath the 7 h said, it's like, whoa, you know, that's really cool. Great. Um, but it's neat because that just became a part of, again, the engineers earning more respect because she's like, wow, she really does want to know what we do. And, and they got excited. They were like, mm-hmm. yeah, let me show you this. And then we're like, oh, is that the, that's so cool. What is that? What's that? What's this? You know, mm-hmm. I became like a five-year-old kid, like asking all these great questions and they really liked it. And so, um, again, it really helped me in understanding the business, not only just in the day and the life of what they did, but also how it factored into the entire process. Yeah. Um, so that really helped. And then when, again, we were asked to have to come up with policies or procedures or certain areas, I could have an understanding of, well, this is going to impact this, or this might impact that. Mm-hmm. And I might not have known that had I not gotten out and learned the business. Yeah, it's such a good point. And I'm so glad you brought this one up too. We talked about this on previous episodes and, you know, to be a true uh, to be a true business partner, an HR business partner supporting a business, whether you're a solo HR person and you're supporting the entire business in all departments, or whether you work at a larger company, you're just supporting one department, right? In order to be that true partner, you have to understand the workings of the business, right? You have to understand what the business leaders care about, what keeps them up and and be able to speak their language and understand that context. And that helps you do your job so much better as an HR person. So I love that you pointed that out. And I think that it ties in perfectly with the first tip as well, because in that process of learning the business, you're also interacting with the people in that department who you're supporting and building those tight relationships. You're not sitting behind your desk, right? Like we talked about, you're getting out there, you're meeting them. And so it's kind of that two birds with one stone. And it's so important for the work that you're going to be doing doing later on when you go back to your desk, right? Exactly. And, and it filled me with more energy. So when I got back to my desk, cause you know, sometimes you're doing the tactical stuff, which is not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gave me energy. And I, as I was doing, I was more involved in it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I know a little bit more about this. And it, it kind of gave some more fun to it. So yeah. Love it. Great tip. Okay. So tip number one, just to recap, don't stay behind your desk. Tip number two, which we just talked about was learn about the business. And then the last tip, tip number three is ask questions. Tell us more about this one. So the asking questions um, is important because you also do get to learn um, from the business side as well. It's kind of being more curious. It's just taking from that that, that curious standpoint. Um, and so there were times where if I wanted to learn like, well, what does this piece do? Um, I could go to a manager and I could say, hey, I'm just kind of curious. Is there somebody I could talk to that might be able to explain this to me? Um, again, knowing more about the business and business acumen. And um, and so they would be like, yeah, go talk to this person or her. Let me set up this time here where you'd be able to interact with them. And so in, in asking those questions, questions of what can I learn today? You know, is there something more that I might be able to do that can elevate um, what I want to be? So that could also get back to other classes that I can take. Are there articles that I can read? Um, You know, so it's just kind of talking to people. How did you get into this role? What did you do? What do you like about it? Um, You know, what don't you like about it? You know, uh, just being able to ask those types of questions and really listen can also give you that pulse on the organization. So in some ways you're wanting to learn more, which is important, but you can also get some good gauges on where there might be some trouble spots that might need to be able to do it. Um, And I think the more that we can ask questions, you know, on a surface level, somebody might say it's this, but then if you 
kind of ask and you can kind of go another level and then go down another level, you'll realize the real issue is actually down here. It's not Mm -hmm. up here. Um, And unless we can ask those questions and kind of peel the onion back, we're not going to be able to find out what the real problem is. And once you know the real problem, then you can come up with really good solutions. But if you just keep it on one level and say, oh, that's what we want me to do. Great. No problem. We'll go do it. But if you're kind Mm -hmm. of like, well, let me think, is that really there? Maybe what about this, you know, and mm-hmm. kind of framing it in different ways um, that, again, also adds to your um, credibility and being more of that strategic partner as opposed to just being, yes, I'll go ahead and do that. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I, I can see now how all three of these tips really fit together, right? You have to get out from behind your desk, go out, meet people. You have to ask questions to learn about the business and really understand how things are going for them and how things are going in the business. I also really like that you put this tip as the third tip, because I think that the problem that sometimes HR people can get into is if they haven't gotten out from behind their desk, and learned about the business, if they could jump straight to asking questions and kind of diving deep, um, you ha- they haven't built that trust yet with employees or the knowledge maybe of the business that they're supporting. And so it can feel more invasive for employees. It can feel um, they're, they're less open to sharing because you haven't built that trust yet. So I do also really like that this was tip number three, but it's important that you do all of these together, right? Yeah, because I think if you mesh all three of them together, then that again is going to take away from just seeing as the policy enforcer, mm-hmm. you know, or the policeman of the organization. Um, and I think that it, it, like you said earlier, it builds that trust factor um, and it builds in that credibility and it makes it, you be more human and they understand that you really do want what's best for the organization. You want what's best for the employees, right? You know, we wear three hats in HR. We're having to look for the employees or look for the managers and make sure the company's not doing anything. And it's hard to juggle those hats. And sometimes if we just wear one hat all the time, we lose out on the other two, which are just as valuable and important to have. Yeah. I love it. Great, great tips. Um, Heather, this has been such an awesome conversation as we kind of wrap up here again, just to remind, you know, the listeners out there, these three tips are really about how to avoid being seen as that HR police, like you just said. And so I know you've applied these in your career and you've seen, um, that they have helped you avoid being perceived really as that HR police. But what I really want to know from you to kind of help wrap up that thought is what have been the main benefits that you've seen in your career from not being seen as the HR police with by employees? Um, I think we've touched upon it too, uh, but it is that humanness of it, right? It's, it's the, um, so if I do have to do an investigation and they're not always fun to have to do, do, but you know, again, you have to ask some tough questions. But people also know that okay, this person isn't here and isn't out to get me because they've seen you around. They they understand more about who you are as opposed to you just trying to say it in the first five minutes of meeting somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's times where I was able to have really good relationships um, in the union environment. The union reps were employees. Mm-hmm. And the more that they got to know me, um, there were cases where we were able to work things out and problem solve together um, where normally it would have been a very um, not very friendly uh, environment. So mm-hmm. I think really the benefit to having done it is one, I had fun in my job. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's, that's important. So, you know, by being able to get out away from real things and 
I love to learn. And so it was just great to be able to learn. Um, but I think it really made me feel like a partner. It made me feel like a part of the organization. Um, and it really felt that as people saw me with um, that knowledge and that credibility and that trust factor it really made things a lot easier for being able to um, do more things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, I think, what I found to be effective. It's awesome. So if I were to sum up, you tell me if there's anything I'm missing. It seems like not only is it more fulfilling for you in your career, you have fun by getting out and meeting people and learning about the business and everything else. But you also, through this process and following these steps, you build trust that ultimately leads to better outcomes for employees and better outcomes for the business. Is that right? Exactly. You summed it up perfectly. Love it. Awesome. Well, Heather, this has been such a great conversation today. Um, Super valuable. And I know a lot of our listeners are probably going to be able to take these tips and apply them in their own roles. As we kind of wrap this up today, one question I like to ask all of our guests is really um, related to our mission with the HR Mavericks community, which this podcast is a part of, is really about democratizing HR knowledge. And so what's the one tip or suggestion that you have for our listeners today? One thing that you think they could go and do this week to help improve their HR and people functions? Um, I'd say be curious and find one person that maybe if you want to get to know a little bit more about them or what they do for the organization, um, just approach them or approach the manager first to say, Hey, I really want to learn this. And can I talk to this person and maybe the manager can help arrange it. Um, But I think that that's important. Just try and find maybe one person that you want to approach to learn something from and learn something about. Perfect. Excellent tip. Encourage all of you listening to go, go do it. Take on Heather's challenge there and go make it happen this week. Um, Heather, last question we have for you is just if there are listeners that have follow-up questions for you or want to get in contact with you in in some way, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, They can find me on LinkedIn, um, but they can also send me an email directly. And the email would be at heather at heatherskillman.com. So I'd be happy to answer any questions, um, be a resource where I can be. Um, again, it's it's nice to be able to give back and feel like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I learned in my 20-year career span. So if I can help anybody else out, I'd be happy to do that. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Heather. And for any listeners out there, we will drop um, Heather's email and LinkedIn profile in the show notes. You don't have to worry about writing anything down. So Heather, thank you again for taking the time to be with us today. Hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you. You too. Take care. Today, enduring companies know that their people are their most important assets and they invest in helping them excel. But often, small businesses with limited HR resources struggle to manage their people, payroll, and processes efficiently and create an environment where frontline, deskless employees thrive. That's why we created Eddie. Eddie is the all-in-one HR suite built for local businesses that streamlines tedious HR processes and improves the employee experience for frontline workers. With Eddie, you can hire, manage, pay, and engage employees with one easy-to-use software. No headache required. You've already done the hard part by creating a great business. Now let us help you take it to the next level. Visit eddie.com today to request a demo.